Hey, what's up, everyone? It's Talon Duncan with the 2717 Podcast. I just wanted to tell you about today's guest. Her name is Haley Sparks Pullen. She is an amazing woman of God. She loves Jesus. She loves health and fitness. And we had an amazing discussion with her about her life, uh, some of the things that she does practically to help her with her walk with the Lord, as well as physically with her own testimony. So just wanted to welcome her into the podcast. She will be on the podcast again. We had an amazing time with her. Anyways, here's episode 19 with Haley Sparks Pulling. Hope you enjoy. Hey, look at Wade's van. And emotional health. I love me unconditionally. My parents were awesome. So we can help others. 2717, welcome. Guess what? Today, we have a special guest. Yes, First we time ever, Miss Haley Sparks. Welcome to 2717. We're so glad to have you. Thank you so much. As always, <laughs> my number one best guy ever, Wade Hagler. Yes, sir. And uh, yeah. So today, uh, uh, you know, we've kind of got a topic of giving, and we're just going to kind of unpack that. We're just going to kind of let Holy Spirit flow, and um, we would love to. I'd, I'd love to at least start off, Haley, just tell us a little bit about you, and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, you've, you've led an exciting life. Uh, some of it i got to watch. She's a stud track <laughs> athlete. She ran with my son, and uh, I used to watch her run, and so, uh, but tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, Man, it's been crazy. I feel like I've lived like literally four lives. I don't know if y'all feel that way, but just with the transformation of the Holy Spirit and just going through a journey with, you know, anorexia and just, uh, you know, struggling with things from my childhood that, you know, bled into my adulthood, you really kind of just, um, there comes a time in your life where you wonder like who you are, you know, yeah. right? Um, so I'm blessed now where I have been in this whole nutrition coaching gig for about seven years, you know? So when I was running at WT, uh, that was like really the depth of my eating disorder. Wow. I wasn't sure if you were aware of I did not the know. background story of what was going on, but you know, college was like, it was the, it was the prime of my eating disorder. And so it was mm. like um, a really dark time, but um, I found fitness to be like a love uh, for me. And um, so that's what I've been doing the last like seven years or so is getting into, you know, helping people repair that relationship with food that, you know, and ultimately kind of destroyed mine. Yeah. Um, but then also uh, found Jesus too. Uh, this last year, I would say is like when he's really like changed my heart. And so, you know, nutrition coaching kind of has taken a back burner a little bit. And now I do a lot of ministry stuff and a lot of speaking like yeah. this. Uh, thank you, Jesus to just speak about like what he's done in my life. So it's been a, it's been a crazy little whirlwind. Um, I've been blessed to have, you know, my twin sister on this journey and stuff too, but I really do feel like it's been about three different lives that I've lived, but here I am now. And it's all kind of just puzzle pieced itself together, you know, which we know is not coincidence, but the work of, you know, God. hundred percent. Yeah. I'll I'll tell you in a way, I'd love you to jump in, but, um, you know, um, I'm 56, so I'm a little bit further down the road than you are. (laughs) And, um, God will never cease to amaze you. He will connect you with people that have similar hurts and similar pains. Right. And he'll open up that door. And, you know, we're talking about giving today. It, it's one of the ministries of giving that we get to do is we get to share our life and our testimony. And scripture says in Revelation that, that we, we defeat him, mean the enemy, by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So it's what Jesus did on the cross and it's our personal testimony. Wade has a tremendous testimony. So unique, so different. I have a testimony, you have a testimony. We're all three individuals and we can reach people mm-hmm. that 
not any one of us could reach on our own, mm -hmm. but together, along with all our other brothers and sisters in Christ, we get to, as part of our giving, right, we get to change yeah. lives by just helping people know that, hey, I've been through something similar, you know, and through Jesus, uh, what he did on the cross, and, you know, here I am today. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So the subject today is uh, giving, right? That's what we're going to talk that's about. That's right. So, in, in fact, that's part of one of our seven pillars, right, living is giving. So, and we're, before we started filming, we were kind of chatting a little bit, and you were talking about how, uh, you know, giving financially, right, like mm -hmm. tithing and, mm -hmm. and offerings. And, and, but when, as you were talking, I was just sitting there going, girl, you're giving, you're giving everything. Like you're giving your time, your, your heart, your emotions to people that are in your life. And so when we talk about giving, we're not just talking about from the wallet. We're talking about everything. giving this that God gave us, right, this life. Mm. And, and what does that look like? And part of that giving is sharing our testimony, right? That's so good. Because our testimonies are literally our, our ability to connect with the people around us, right? Mm -hmm. And so let's dive in. Yeah, absolutely. Let's yeah. do this. Sweet. Yeah, so um, like I said, we have seven pillars that we um, really we launched this podcast based on these seven pillars. And one of them is a secret to living is giving, right? Yeah. So I'm curious, Haley, when you hear that statement, what comes to your mind? And maybe tell us a little bit of some of your, you know, your personal experience or some of your philosophies around giving and, and, and why do you think it's important to have a heart of, of giving, heart mm -hmm. of generosity? Man, that's so important. I feel like that's something that's like truly just grown on me too. You know, as I became a Christian, you really kind of like understand the depths of, you know, the gift of giving. Like Jesus or God literally gave his son for us, right? And that gets me emotional when I think about uh, just like what giving really is. And we don't do it enough. Like we literally just don't do it enough. And so having the intention of giving for not the sake of receiving, that's when you're truly getting it right. Um, and like I was saying before we were talking, you know, in Matthew 6, 21, it says, uh, where your treasure is, your heart is also. So when you're really embracing the fruits of the spirit, yeah. which one is giving and thankfulness and self-control, you're not realizing like that's God's going to bless that. You know, like we don't have to live in that fear of giving because we're not going to have enough. Mm. It's like God's going to bless that giving. So whether it is your time or the, the big revelation in my heart, like this last, I would say like five or six months is love, you know, like giving love when yeah. people are not nice to you, <laughs> when your family wants to bicker with you, yeah. when you're having that relative situation and uh, maybe you're not getting along instead of speaking, it's literally giving the love. And that's been a huge revelation in my heart and like a big practice of mine in my life uh, recently, not for the sake of receiving, right? But God does bless that and he sees your humility yeah. and he wants to give to his children that um, are being nice to one another and giving, yeah. right? Like that's the God that we have. That's the father that we have. Yeah. So um, yeah, giving is like literally the foundation. It's, um, it's not a competition, right? Giving should be the foundation. Yeah. And that's, uh, I mean, like that's just the foundation of my heart too, having God as the, the main thing, right? Do, do you find that when you, when you give and you're, um, and you begin to, I call it living a, a, a generous lifestyle. It, it, you, you just begin to have a heart of a giver mm -hmm. that it becomes, um, you, you, your desire to give increases like you, and, and, you know, uh, in Luke six, it says give and it will be given back. Like what you're saying, mm -hmm. you know, so ma so many of us are lonely. We need love. We need, we, you know, we, we want, you know, we, so many things we need. 
and scripture's clear, if we'll go give that, right, right, mm -hmm. then the way God set, set the universe up, you know, and I tell people, I don't know why it works. Mm -hmm. It just works. Mm -hmm. If you need something, give it away, right? Yeah. And then the way God set the universe up, he says, give and it shall be given back pressed down, shaken and overflowing, which are agriculture terms, which means, you know, if we're out in the field and we're packing love into a, a, a basket, it's we're pushing it down. We're filling the basket up with everything we can till it's really overflowing, mm -hmm. right? It'll be, it, so whatever we give, and I, and I think about it in terms of seeds being planted. If you plant a apple seed, what do you get? You get an apple tree yeah. full of apples and full of seeds, right? It, God has set this thing up so amazing that whatever we give, it comes back to us. And we don't give for that reason. Right. But you can't. You, that's a good dad. That's a good yeah. dad. A good dad yeah. gives Thank his you, kids Wade. good yeah. gifts. Yeah. yeah. And so, again, like as, as if we have children, our, if our kid came up and, and gave us something, it, it might be insignificant to us because mm -hmm. we're like, well, I could go buy a thousand of these, but mm -hmm. it's so special to us. And then we want to give them back so much more. That's, That's right. It. Does that make sense? Yeah. 100%. Because he doesn't need our gifts. He doesn't need our money. He That's doesn't right. need your money. Yeah. Right. He wants to bless you. Yeah. He wants yeah. your heart. That's As you right. said, mm -hmm. what's attached to your heart? Well, you want to see somebody's heart. Look at their wallet, right? Where's their money going? That's right. right? Where are they, where are they spending that money? Mm -hmm. Money and time. Mm -hmm. Money and time. Yeah. Right. Just yes. like today. You don't have to be here. Hey, hold on. So, so Tal and I are up at five this morning working out and, and we're doing legs and I'm about to puke and I just happen to look up and I see the screen and who's on the freaking TV at like six in the morning, this girl right here. So she, she's busy, right? She's giving her time. That's right. Right. She's, she's trying to love on people and, 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 and encourage them to take care of their temple. And, mm -hmm. you know, so anyway, I didn't No, no, no. Well, all I was going to use this, this is another example of you giving back, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, you, you know, Talon, and he said, hey, we've got this podcast we're doing, and it's all about, you know, trying to reach people uh, with, with kind of two messages. It, it's, it's basically business, life, and Jesus, right? It, it's, yeah. it's, it, we call it uh, uh, prosperity, life, and Jesus, or there are three main things. And, but we're trying to reach the world with a little bit of a unique, unique message that go out and kill it in business, right? right. Because mm -hmm. we can use our, 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 our business resources to, to resource the kingdom and do so many good things with it live a, a healthy, amazing life, which means physically fit, emotionally good, mentally good, mm -hmm. right? Uh, so we can have healthy relationships and, and you know, not hurt people. Right. Um, and do it with a heart for Jesus, right? Yes. And, yes. and I know you heard that, and so here you are today. So mm -hmm. I'm curious, how do you, because um, you're gonna be in demand. You're already in demand. I mean, you're already on TV, mm -hmm. and so um, how do you how do you decide? There's only 24 hours in the day, mm -hmm. in terms of resource. We only have so much resource, right? How do you, how do you decide what you give to, what you don't? What do you have any kind of tips or or things that you use that could kind of help us? Man, that's actually really good, and it reminds me of the um, parable of the talents. I don't know. You're probably familiar with it oh, in yeah. Matthew 24. Of course. About like, you know, the guy, uh, God gave him five talents and then he went out and he multiplied his talents yep. uh, by five. And the guy that had two talents, he went out and multiplied his by two. Yep. And the guy that had one talent, he went and buried it because he was scared. He's like, oh, I know you're not a, 
good sower of your seed, so I'm just going to hang on to this, you know, out of fear. Um, and I kind of approach my, uh, my ministry, is what I call it, just my business in general, uh, the same way, you know, like what's requiring the, uh, you know, God's requiring the priority, right? But it's going to multiplying the, the word and multiplying, um, you know, what God is doing through nutrition. So I know that sounds um, a little bit crazy, but my number one priority is God in the day. So it's like when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, what do you have? Uh, what's a priority today? Is it my nutrition stuff or is it going to be investing in uh, ministry, right? Um, I know that sounds kind of like super broad, but I've been blessed to have the day where I have that flexibility as well. But I approach every single day like I'm on assignment for God. Like he is my literal number one priority. Like if my job has to be put on hold for that, if my own priorities like working out have to be on hold for that, I am literally at God's hand and foot on what he needs for the day. And what that looks like is, you know, I've had, uh, I'll have a call randomly at 7 a.m. and I have to go, or don't have to, but I'm gonna go give my time to that person for three or four hours because we need, they need prayer. They need a sister in Christ that needs love, you know? Uh, So I'm flexible for the day by day to just literally be at God's hand and foot. so, and giving, literally, it was such a God thing that this was like a topic is my, it's my, my focus, you know, like I have the heart to give yeah. and it's because I know that, uh, people just need God's love, you know, yeah, like yeah. even if it's just saying hi for the day or, um, you know, I've gone up to a table before at dinner where I just saw this, this, this guy, you know, he was 16 years old and I was just praying. I was like, God, do you have a word for me for him? Because I just felt mm-hmm. so grieved. Um, by him for some reason Mm -hmm. and uh, God gave me the word to tell him just that he loves him like Mm -hmm. he's his only child you know and so once I became a Christian I literally have just submitted everything to him like my morning my evening my (laughs) afternoon like what do you have planned is it to give somebody a call is it to write a post out what's on my heart to speak about in my life you know so I know it sounds super broad in general but I've been blessed uh, to have a ministry that like by day by day, I can just be on his assignment, you know? Yeah. You remind me of me when I was your age. Hungry. And uh, <laughs> so from somebody who's a little further ahead, you're, God's got big plans for you. Uh, it, it, his hand's on you for sure. And um, so as you grow and mature in all this, because I was very much like you, I was so annoying when I was, because I was about your, <laughs> no, I was a little bit younger than you. I was 24, 25 when I came to the Lord. That's all I talk about. Mm-hmm. To the point of where I mean, people would like turn away. They didn't want to. They saw me. It's all I could talk about. He's going to talk to me about Jesus, and I don't want to hear it, right? Yeah, I that's mean, it. That's who I was. I was yeah. one of the annoying Jesus freaks. Yeah. And um, but anyway, um, just as you mature and grow in in everything God's called you to do, um, you know, you're going to have to because you're going to be in such demand. You're going to have to figure out from a priority standpoint. Now mm-hmm. that may be a little bit further down the road, mm-hmm. um, but. Um, anyway, it's going to be fun to watch you grow and, and yeah. do everything that that, yeah. that God's going to call you to do. Yeah, you can see yeah. it all over. Yeah, like, like you're just you're just glowing with with uh, Jesus. That's it. That's <laughs> yeah. it. It's like what, what's the yeah. word for it? Jesus yeah. and leadership. Know? I mean, that, that's yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, Thank you. What I know about because um, you know I, I grew up with a track athlete. I was a football player. You know, we're <laughs> so undisciplined football players. I mean, yeah. we're just you know we're just strong you know, whatever kids, you know, but eat as much as you want. Eat, I yeah. mean, you know, anyway, yeah, back in the day, drink all the beer, you know. Yeah. So anyway, um, but what I know about track athletes, the discipline, mm-hmm. right? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, the early morning runs and all the crazy stuff that, that are required. So that all that stuff that 
you know, you think, well, that was a long time ago. It's all still there. I know you're training and all, you know, lifting. But that, you know, God is, all of that is a prep. Remember, we're always in a preparation season. Yeah. God's always preparing us for the next thing that he's calling us to do. Mm -hmm. And so you're in a preparation season. And so, you know, stewarding, which is the examples you gave of the, mm -hmm. the, the servants and the talents. So steward well. You're mm -hmm. a five-talent um, lady. And so steward that well. And because you're going to get pulled in a million different directions. And the way I know that, I'm not saying I'm you, <laughs> but I'm similar to you. And I got, mm -hmm. I got to the point where I couldn't even manage my, I mean, I was, and, and then I got married and my wife was like, you're, you're crazy. I mean, <laughs> you've got to calm down because you can't keep doing this, you know? Yeah. So anyway, I'm just yeah. trying to encourage you a little bit. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. you've got that calling on you. You really so, do. Thank you. If y'all don't mind, I'm going to switch gears. Please do. Uh, you said we could ask you anything. Ask me anything. So Talon, you got some pictures pulled up for us of uh -oh, some of her oh, the good. lifting the and I mean, just, she's a beast. The hair, look at this hair though. Great hair. I mean, it's like, see, that's why I put it up when guy. I came in here. Yeah. I was like, this thing's yeah. gonna grow, okay? No, she, no, she's got great hair, but, but I mean, <laughs> if you can, if you, if you get a chance, anybody watching this, check her out, check out her, her Instagram page. Look Is at it, the, are you dead lifting there? What, but she, uh, yeah. some of her workouts are just insane because I've watched them. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, she, she's a freak athlete, obviously. Um, <laughs> but, so, so we're watching this, but I wanna, I wanna go back. Because that's, that's who you are, right? Mm -hmm. Right now, you've trained, you've done all these things to take care of your temple. But you mentioned something at the beginning of this podcast mm -hmm. that you're anorexic. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's all kinds of different people watching this mm -hmm. and all kinds of people with different body dysmorphia, you know, images that they're just like, they compare themselves constantly. Mm -hmm. You know, I know I've done that personally. Um, we probably all have. But I know I've known some people that have that have battled this mm -hmm. and if there's somebody watching that maybe you could speak to What would you tell them about yeah. that? Mm -hmm. How did you get free from it? Mm -hmm. Man what that was like part of the journey was like that's a life in itself, you know yeah. uh, And what a journey that is because uh, you know I didn't go out and get counselors or help or anything from that like I kind of was just in my own hole and I named him Ed eating disorder mm. my own hole of this relationship with Ed and I didn't know how to break up with him I was like man that's such a security blanket also because I wow. could control this you know yeah. but also I see what it's doing to my body and my health and it was it was so emotionally um traumatizing you know and that's where I feel like a lot of my passion comes into nutrition coaching is because a lot of people don't realize that the emotional relationship they have with food yeah. it can make or break uh so much of their life you know mm -hmm. like just it bleeds into everything yeah. um and so if i had to tell anybody like and this is taking a step back now as a christian realizing what the enemy is going to do to destroy you you know and the authority that you have mm -hmm. uh like that's literally you don't i mean of course counselors are there for a reason and stuff too right but that's where i found my truth i was like wait a second if Jesus died on the cross for our sins and he has authority over the devil, then why am I wrestling with the devil, right? In Ephesians 6, it tells you, you know, we don't wrestle against um, each yeah. other, but against uh, principalities. Of, yes, you yeah. know the verse, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So it clicked for me. Um, even years down the road where I just wow. had to like train myself to like not fear these foods. And you know what? I really want to run and I'm going to die if I don't start eating, you know? Like I had a coach tell me that. Not fear the foods. Not fear what my foods. What do you mean foods. by that? So I had fear foods, right? Like avocado and olive oil. And I would fear what like uh, fat content they would have or like wow. what carb content they wow. would have. So I literally would create this... Um, 
I mean, that's word cursing it, right? Like I would literally create fears with these foods, right? Mm. And then I would just stay away from everything. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm not, a proud, or not ashamed to say it. I'm 170 right now. I was 122 um, when I was running cross country wow. in uh, WT also. Wow. Wow. So like bottom line is like people that are struggling with that, maybe like that body dysmorphia or that emotional relationship, or you're just wanting to get healthy with food in general, right? Mm. You're not wrestling against food. You're not wrestling against this body dysmorphia. You're wrestling against the enemy. Come on. Speak your speak yeah. God's truth. I am literally a daughter and son of a perfect living God. Yeah. So he tells me, you know, uh, uh, what's the verse like? Um, it's in, I'm literally going blank right now. It's all right. In my image. Yeah, you're wonderfully and perfectly made. made in, yeah. Yes, yeah. like in yeah. my yeah. image. So if we believe that yeah. truthfully, then and you're speaking those things, it's going to come to yeah. fruition, right? right? But when we're living in that cycle of this is what I look like. I don't like it. I fear these foods. I fear this nutrition. If I eat carbs, I'm going to be scared of this. Like mm. that's the work of the enemy. And yes. once you defeat that that's and so use good. your authority, yeah. then you're going to conquer it. Like no uh, doubts. There's no like, if, you know, you'll conquer it. I love that. I got yeah. a follow up question. So <laughs> to, to me, there's so much that happens in our life related to identity. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I was an awkward boy. Um, I had real bad vision starting in third grade. Um, I needed braces and my parents couldn't afford braces. And um, that because of that awkwardness, I got picked on. And my dad raised me to fight. And so um, at a very early age, I, I fought. And so the identity, if you look in my, in my annuals, and people don't believe it today because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a pretty nice guy. Yeah. I mean, I, most people would describe me as, you know, super, super nice, nice guy. Super nice, <laughs> super guy, nice right? guy. And so, but the most common thing people would write in my annuals to the toughest guy I know, mm, right? Love that. But because I had to develop that identity to survive my pain, mm -hmm. right? And my pain was if you, you know, say something about my appearance or my awkwardness, I'll just beat you up, right? And so, but I had to process through, and I'm going somewhere with this. I had to process through to the point of, I thought one day I go, I don't like beating people up. And um, there's gotta be a better way mm -hmm. than just to beat people up. Or there's gotta be a better way than dealing with anorexia and bulimia and whatever else was going on. Right. And then we began to, at least what God began to do in me was, okay, what's a better way? What other than Right? right? And so when you were transitioning, I would assume there's something going on too. Mm -hmm. Obviously the authority of Christ, which is huge, mm -hmm. but switching this identity, because you know, as we look in the mirror and our bodies are changing, it's a real deal, yeah. right? I mean, you're, it's a real emotional process of going through. Was there anything identity wise where you began to maybe accept yourself the in the because you're you know I mean this in the in the most you know best way I can say it, you're a beautiful young lady right and so and even though I mean I say even though you're you're much heavier than you were when you were in college right but that doesn't mean you're not beautiful right mm -hmm. but but you know what I mean yes. we have to get at least with me right right I can mm -hmm. be a strong powerful man mm -hmm. and not have to go beat somebody up if they say something that I don't particularly like right yeah. and I had to I had to I'm you have no idea how big of a process this was for me because mm -hmm. it was how I coped. Mm -hmm. So does that 
speak yeah, to you at all? Yeah, it resonates for sure. Yeah. Um, and I have to say, you know, like when I was actually getting out of my eating disorder and stuff, I didn't have this relationship with God. So like I didn't even know my authority, right? Wow. So I actually got into um, a whole cycle of other things uh, that were just not good for me post-college. Like, okay. uh, I mean, I got, <laughs> it was a rut, you know, I got into, um, you know, drug abuse, sure. and then there was sexual abuse, sure. and then there is, uh, you know, going through this whole eating disorder too, and this body dysmorphia, but then you're not, you know, exactly sober to experience it also, and it's just like, you feel lost, you know, yeah. like you literally feel like you're just jumbled in your own thoughts the whole time, yeah. but I slowly started to like just try to stop some of those things to be more still. Mm -hmm. And I feel, and we all know as Christians, you know, like God, that's when God wants to speak to you is when you're just still, yeah. right? And so I didn't know it was him um, at the time, but I just started getting, I feel like if I'm evaluating it now, just hope, you know, like I'd, I'd have hope from people that would come and speak truth to me about, mm -hmm. hey, you have a calling on your life or, hey, I, you're just glowing. Like I see something in you. Mm -hmm. And it started to make me believe those things, you know? Uh, so it was by God's, grace that he would send people to say things to me, those affirmations and that support system. We don't realize how much we need each other in this whole journey, you know, like we need each other. And that's why it's so great to be faithful and giving um, love, right? Because you don't know what, who you're helping. You don't know who you're bringing to Christ also, but also you don't know who you're healing that heart, that trauma, that loneliness, just by saying like, wow, you look amazing. Like, I can tell how much discipline goes into that, right? Yeah. But I remember when someone made the comment literally about my neck, uh, like seriously, it just traumatized me because they were like, your neck's just gotten so much thicker. I was like, what? You oh, notice no. things, stuff like that? Triggered, oh, triggered, no. right? But nowadays, like if someone were to say something like, man, I mean, you're a little big for a girl, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you know what? Thank you. You don't know the discipline that goes into this. <laughs> Nothing bothers me nowadays because I know the identity, you know, that yeah. I have. I've right? worked hard. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah. you couldn't do it if you tried, right? No. Uh, but yeah, honestly, it was uh, here. I think it was like hearing those truths. And now I realize it was the truth because those are biblical. And those things that people were saying to me, I was like, wow, that's who God says I am. Yeah. Right. And that really kind of helped me transition, I think. Well, and, and wait, I'd like you to touch on this if you don't mind, but, but it, isn't it interesting how we all, we seek answers outside of God and because I went down the same journey you did. Mm. Through, through my pain, grew up in a non-Christian home, alcohol, drug, I mean, yeah. all the same things. Uh, and we've talked about on this podcast. I yeah. mean, as crazy as it sounds, my, my dad, who was a professor at WT, mm. um, you know, he would say, there's no need to, like take a girl somewhere, just bring her home. Mm. Bizarre. Yeah. I mean, I lived in a two bedroom house. My mom and dad's bedroom was on right here and one wall separated. I mean, I, to tell you how heartbroken, I mean, I have, I have in tears, just wanted just my mom, cause my mom's been gone 16 years, just for her to come back so I could just hug her and say, I'm so sorry. Mm. I'm so sorry. I mean, I just, I'm just mortified with some of the things. But I had to, I don't know if I had to, but the, for me, I went through all of that to, to go, okay, that didn't work. Right. That didn't work. Mm -hmm. That didn't work. And so when I walked into Trinity Fellowship Church in 1992, I was as broken as a person could be broken. And I thought, if the world has the answer to happiness, it should have worked. And it didn't work. Yeah. And I'm as broken as can be broken. And, and that's where I met Jesus. 
um, two weeks, my second sermon at Trinity Fellowship Church, and, uh, and my life has forever changed. Mm -hmm. um, but I had to go through the similar path that you went through yeah. um, to figure out what wouldn't work. Yeah. Right. And I know we share some of those stories. Oh, yeah. 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 I've got similar. I, I do want to ask you another question, though. Mm -hmm. So uh, why, why weightlifting? I know, I know you were an athlete, you ran, but what, what, what was it about lifting right. that you're like, this is my jam, yeah. this is healthy for me, I love it. What, what, what was it? That, yeah. yeah. You know, originally getting out of college, I got into uh, bodybuilding, so like bikini show. I wanted okay. to do a bikini show, yeah. but I'm telling you, it was Ed that was like leading that because it's like, mm. here's an excuse to get as skinny as you possibly can. Right. So I started getting into weightlifting to fuel that. Right. But then yeah. something clicked along the journey. I was like, I want to be strong. I'm tired of feeling weak. I'm tired of being that person that's like insecure about those things. And I want to be strong. Like I don't have um, a situation where I have to rely on others for motivation. I'm very independent. Yeah. Um, I'm very disciplined, you know, things like that. I was like, I want to become a monster, a machine for myself, you yeah. know? Yeah. And then I realized like, I am strong, you know, like God bless my little anorexic body <laughs> and I was able to deadlift like 315 and I was like, that's not shabby, you know, like after a little bit of time. And so yeah. it really just fueled my passion of yeah. like, how can I work for yeah. him? You know, wow. like how can I d literally die to the flesh for him? Mm. Um, and so now my workouts are literally just geared to feeling that strength and then yeah. knowing where that comes from. So oh, it's that. just like literally every single day, it never gets old. That's what makes yeah. me feel awesome about lifting. It's like, you always suck at something. You can always grow at something. Yeah. So this is where I pour that literal exertion into. Wow, I love that. Yeah. So, so if we have, uh, let's say some young, young ladies that are, uh, gyms are intimidating. Yeah. They just are. No, yeah. they are. My well, wife would not step into a freaking gym for <laughs> years. Yeah. yeah. We finally got her a trainer. She kind of did it for a little bit, but I mean, she did not want to go. My daughter, same way. Yeah. yeah. You know, she, they're just in, in, intimidating. It is intimidating. Yes. It, it is. is. And yeah. even for guys, like I, I got a buddy that will not come. Yeah. Like I'm like, dude, are you going to come? So <laughs> I can only imagine for women that, that, so, so what encouragement would you have for them? Mm -hmm. How could you tell somebody that New Year's is right around the corner, mm -hmm. right? How could they change their life? Right. right. How could they change their life and get some of what you have? Yeah, man, that's good. Uh, first off, like it is important to have that support system, right? We've talked about this just a little bit throughout, but um, knowing what you're going to do when you go into the gym, you know, if you have to do your little bit of homework to educate yourself on like what you're supposed to do to work out your legs, it's going to build confidence going into the gym, having a, a knowing of kind of like what to do, okay. right? That's good, yeah. Uh, so number one is just like planning something that you're going to do. So you're not walking around and then you get insecure because you don't know how this machine works. Yeah. Right. So having that trainer that your wife had at first, mm -hmm, like yeah. that's a great way to get into it. And that's why I love CrossFit, too, is, you know, I've never done classes, but people love that for the, the community. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, so then they can just die together. Um, <laughs> but is really kind of what it is like. If you're going to die, I'm going to die. You don't yeah. have headphones and you can hear me, too. You know, yeah. uh, but having the confidence and planning a little bit of like what you're going to do, okay. um, I feel like creates that a uh, little bit of just, yeah. OK, I'm not so nervous, yeah. you know. Um, but then also having that support system, get yeah. somebody to go in there with you, yeah. you know, uh, create the discipline for it, but the consistency is going to pay off. People yeah. quit before they can see the results. They get four weeks in That's good. and they're like, man, I skipped a whole week and a half. I got to start over because it wasn't yeah. perfect. Just keep going. Yeah. Even if it's one time. 
Yeah, I, I have to. I have to agree with you. I've been in the gym my entire life. Mm -hmm. Come January, it's packed. Oh yeah. yeah. Come February, it's about half of those people are still there. Come March, they're all gone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're all gone. Yeah. So you said something discipline. Mm -hmm. So speak to that. What are some things somebody could do to create discipline in their life mm -hmm. so they can have yeah. a better outcome? You ready for this? Because I'm so like hardcore, but this is so true. Like, yeah. how bad do you want it? You know, like how bad do you want it? Yeah, like if that discipline, if it's riding on like how you're feeling in the day or like if it was a really energetic day or something like that, then there's always going to be variables that change. Yeah. Right. But how bad do you want that end goal? Yeah. How bad do you want tomorrow to wake up and be like, wow, I actually did that. Even though it was a really yeah. busy day and a really like yeah. crazy day emotionally, I still went for 15, 20 minutes. So I know it's kind of hardcore, but it's like, how bad do you want your situation to change? Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Do you really want it? Yeah. Do you really yeah. want it? And yeah. that's what it comes down to. Like you can ask that question mm. every single morning and I hope it motivates somebody. Yeah. Well, and it, it also speaks to how you probably beat the anorexia. Mm -hmm. How bad did you want it? That's exactly that, it. Right. That's literally it. Mm. Yep. That's good. You know, um, uh, there's something I call the power of, the, of a pre-made decision. And, uh, I've shared this many, many times, yeah, but you know, good. um, I don't, I don't hit the snooze mm -hmm. ever. Now I used to hit the snooze. That's it's good. been, and it doesn't, it isn't because I don't, you know, you're, you're, you do the little mind game thing, yeah. you know, and you know, the mind game, oh, I don't have anywhere to be for a little while, you know, hit the <laughs> you know, I mean, then, then the snooze comes off again and you go, <laughs> let's hit it again, you know, and then, you know, whatever, you know, I don't play that game. When the alarm goes off, I get up mm -hmm. and you know, whatever the most important things are in your life. And, and for me, it was, it, it was, it was how you do one thing is how you do everything. It's setting that bar. It's doing that discipline. Um, uh, we're all doing a 70 day challenge. And part of that is cold showers. Mm. Um, there's, I mean, I don't care how many times you do it. There's nothing that prepares no. you for that. Prepares you for <laughs> they that. Suck. They suck. They just yeah, suck. Man. I mean, every one of them suck. The, the last one you do sucks. The first one you do. I mean, yeah. at least for me, maybe some people, no. I've got a friend of mine who's, who uh, I love. They're crazy. Don't believe them. Yeah. Well, he has the, the, the cold tub thing. Oh yeah. You know, and he'll yeah. just get in it. You know, cold plunges are better. Cold plunges are better. I will say that because okay. I've got a pool really? right now. My pool's not heated. I'd rather go get in my pool. Instead of just have it like. Than to have that cold. Loud. Like, I, my body just doesn't associate. Don't need wet rain. The shower with cold. It's like, I don't know. It's a mental thing. Yeah. yeah. I hate it. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah, but so where I was going with this, and then I'd love you to comment on this, is, you know, Habakkuk 2.2 says, write the vision plain, so when he reads it, he may run, right? Mm -hmm. mm. And so um, this is a time of year where we, a lot of us will set goals, New Year's goals, or just we're setting goals for, for 2024. And when you unpack that scripture in the Greek, um, it, it, it literally means write the vision or another uh, translation says write the revelation. Mm. Talon's got it pulled up. Right okay. There. And the revelation is uh, hearing from God. So it literally means write down what you're hearing from God. Okay. So that and make it plain on tablets that the herald, that's NIV. Is that NIV? Yeah, I think that's NIV. So the herald, which in, in what this word means herald is it is the the proclaimer you know like a herald is somebody that yells something mm. yeah and and so the messenger what, the messenger so what the messenger is yelling is they proclaim the glory of the lord mm -hmm. so we write down what god's saying 
right? We make it plain on tablets so that when I'm running, when I'm, when I'm, and as I'm proclaiming what God's doing, I'm yelling, thank you, Lord, only by you, God. And it's, I think it is a, it's a way of, um, well, it's, it's like accountability, the three of us. If we all show up and we work out together, Right, we write it down. We make a declaration. We're going to do this. We're going to work out 530 Tuesday. And then, well, if one of us doesn't show, which I've had some sickness and I haven't shown, well, then there's a level of accountability. Yeah. Hey, man, are, are you good? Are you right? So mm-hmm. we're, are you going to be there next? I mean, yeah. I know they're going to say, are you okay? Where were you? Right. Yeah. And I'm not going to flake out. I mean, you know, <laughs> if I do, they have, they love me enough to say, dude, we're gonna we're gonna dog you. Don't don't, flake, <laughs> don't quit flaking out on yeah. me, right? But I'm not gonna do that. But I think what you're saying to me it resonates with that because, um, how bad do you want it? Write it down. Yeah. Make it plain. Include yeah. some of your include some of your close friends or or, mm-hmm. or family. Get serious about it, right? Um, because the things that that matter the most, if we take that level of authority in our life. Get Jesus in the middle, and, and then and then have our our close friends be hold us accountable. Oh man, I mean, right. what can we do? Yes, I don't know. Something Power pretty house. amazing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think. Do you have people in your life that mm-hmm. are in this kind of this core group, or how are you more of a solo? I, my my tendency tends to be a solo person. Mm-hmm. That's my nature. Yeah. Um, but how how have your influence, like your 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 yeah, close friends? Circle. Yeah. Um, to be honest, and uh, maybe I know you, you could probably relate to this, but it's like when you're that Jesus freak and when you're that, you know, person yeah. that's Jesus all the time, right? Your circle starts to become smaller and smaller oh, yeah. and then oh, it weans yeah. out those that yeah. are for you yeah. and it weans out the worldly and carnal relationships. So really, um, it's kind of dwindled down to uh, like me and my husband, you know, okay. but even him, I'm like, uh, you know, we're working on that relation, that godly relationship together and I'm pulling him in, you know, he got saved when we were dating. And so he's still wow. a, a babe a little bit. And, um, so we're growing together, but I would, I don't know, man, like, I feel like it's just a small circle when it gets to this point. So yeah. for myself, yeah. you know, I, I pray for that. I pray for those relationships and that support system, but I don't, um, I don't depend on those things anymore. I don't yeah. depend on that accountability or that support system. Cause a lot of times, uh, I would become hurt by those things because it's mm-hmm. like where I go in a hundred percent, um, you know, those people that I would seek for that for would go in 80%. Mm-hmm. And then it was just like never matched really. Uh, but I don't know, as I've gotten, you know, further in my relationship with God and just further into my career with like what I'm doing, the support system is God and I, you know? Yeah. So yeah, but I'm praying for those relationships and praying for that accountability too. Well, you know, you, you'll, you'll hear from people, you know, they'll hold up one hand if you, if you have this many. I mean, I'm talking about yeah. rock solid, that do or die, That's it. solid friends in your lifetime. You're, you're blessed. That's right? it. I mean, I believe that now so yeah. more than anything, you know. And, and, and I mean this, and I, you know, I may have family that, that's watching this, uh, and I love my family. But my close friends, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not talking about my children, right? And my wife, but but my close friends, um, they're family. Yeah. I mean, they're they're uh, they're they're my my ride and die. I mean, mm. they're I, I'll I'll be there for them. They'll be there for me, and uh, it's a special deal when you find when you find somebody like like these two guys that truly love the Lord, mm-hmm. that will do anything to um, try to advance what we're doing here. Which there's not we're not getting anything for this, right? We're just right. trying to help people. Right. And um, 
you know, those are special people. And there's, I'm just telling you, there's an attractiveness of you. I see young women coming to you. Mm -hmm. I see you gathering. Mm -hmm. I, you're almost like a mother hen. I'll see you where like it's, I can almost see you prophetically like with your wings spread out and a bunch of little chicks underneath you. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. You know, and mm -hmm. so um, you're, you're, uh, you, that's going to happen in your life. And so, um, you know, and you're, and you're just, you're in preparation for all that. Yeah, yeah. I, that's yeah. what, I, that's the word I had for you. Just preparation. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, sometimes we've got to be on that wall by ourselves for a little while, mm -hmm. you know, and just stand. Yep. And, you know, he says, when you've done all stand, uh, those friends will come. Mm -hmm. You know, and they won't, they won't be friends that'll just come and go. They'll be lifelong friends. Mm -hmm. You know, I've got friends that, uh, man, I can call up, uh, Brandon Slay. He was gold medal yep. uh, Olympian. We, we haven't talked in years, but I, I could, I could see him, call him up. We would connect right away mm -hmm. uh, because of our faith, because yep. of our faith. And so, uh, those are the type of friends that you'll have. Mm. Um, and they'll come into your life. I already see that. Yeah. Yes. You just Amen. keep staying the course. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, she's a freaking magnet. I mean, look at her. Yeah. You know, she's full of freaking energy. I mean, energy. so positive. You've got God all over you. You know, mm. you're, you're so motivational. Uh, yeah, pe people are going to be drawn to you like crazy. Thank you. You're, you're, you're <laughs> your biggest problem is going to be, who am I going to spend my time with? Uh, you know, mm. seriously, I think that's the problem that you're going to have because mm. uh, it's going to happen. Um, yeah. So let, we're going to probably wrap up here in yep. a second. Um, so you, you, you beat anorexia. You get on this journey with, with Christ. Um, tell us how you met your husband. Uh, coincidentally enough, in the gym. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was in the gym, but it was in the midst of that like really dark phase of my life, right? Yeah. And he had just gotten out of the Marine Corps. Okay. Um, so we were kind of each other's little band-aid at the time, but we both yeah. weren't in Christ yet. Yeah. So we had this relationship um, slash friendship or so, but then it just blossomed into a relationship, found yeah. Christ and realized like, oh, this guy has been here all along for, I felt like a guardian angel. Like, although wow. he was going through his own thing, he was filling those spots in my own heart that was like suffering from like that lack of a father, that loneliness, yeah. like that manly protection, that support, yeah. you know, things like that. Yeah. And I realized that God was like giving me that through our relationship that whole time. Wow. Um, and so he found God, you know, I found God. And when that's the center, it's just, that's when, you know, love really Amen. blossoms. Amen. So we just got married about seven months ago. Wow. Um, yeah. Congrats. So it was a long journey, but that's how we found each other. That's and awesome. It's been, it's been great. I love that. I love mm -hmm. that. Well, people might not know this, but she actually grew up around Boys Ranch. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. You're grandparents were out there yes and they basically raised you yeah right they did. right mm -hmm. so just just a cool story so I, I know people are going to want to follow you how can they follow you yeah instagram and facebook are great totally different messages but uh my instagram is that Haley sparks pulling it's great for them fitness and the motivation a little bit of jesus yeah. a lot of bit of jesus and then the facebook <laughs> is where i'll do a lot of my ministry type okay. stuff so right facebook and instagram are my two main portals okay and we're talking about giving we're talking yep. about giving. So give us a short testimony and let's talk about financial giving. Mm -hmm. what, what's something that God has done in your life where you've been able to test Him in your tithes and offerings? Oh, recently, literally yeah, recently. Yeah, yeah. Like it was, Whatever you it got. Was, yeah, Bring you know, it. I recently had such a conviction on my heart for having, and I know this sounds crazy to some, but a Roth IRA, yeah. like I had such a conviction. I was like, I just feel like this money is supposed to go to the church. You know, but I was scared of giving all of my 
uh, Roth contribute, uh, contri contributions yeah. each month to the church. Yeah. But I felt such a pull on my heart to do that too, right? Mm -hmm. So conviction comes from the Holy Spirit. Condemnation comes from the devil. That's right. Um, and so I was just praying about it. I was like, God, like, why am I, why am I fearful of this? Is it the what ifs? Like, is it about, you know, not having that in return? You know, what am I scared about? Yeah. And um, I just finally took that leap of faith and I've done it. And like I said, when you're giving out of that heart that is not for the sake of receiving, you know, God blesses that. Like he mm. truly blesses that. And just a quick testimony, you know, I canceled my Roth IRA, started giving the church those contributions in the month. We have been blessed financially. Uh, random things, right? Random things yeah. each mm -hmm. month that come through that replace that. Yeah. I'm like, dude, we didn't even ask for that. <laughs> you know, like we didn't even like really necessarily need that, but yeah. like it was that letting go of fear. Yeah. He's like, I'm blessing you for your faith. Amen. You know, just step out in faith, right? And I'll it. bless it. You know, money shouldn't be something that we struggle for as Christians. Yeah, yeah that's so. right. That's right. We shouldn't. We mm -hmm. shouldn't. We shouldn't yep. have to struggle for it. That's right. We Ask. should believe for over and above yes. yeah, what we have. That's right. right? But yeah. we gotta, we gotta, we gotta trust Him yeah. with it. Money, yeah. Money's just a tool. Yes. It's some cool freaking crap we can do with it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you can get some cool stuff. But it's just a tool at the end of the day, mm -hmm. right? Don't yeah. let it control your heart. Right. You control it. Yes. Right. And then you you can also get influence, right? Mm -hmm. And and what are we gonna do with that influence? Exactly what this young lady right here is doing. She's sharing the love of Christ with yep. anybody and everybody that'll watch yep. any of her videos, right? <laughs> well, uh, man, this has been fun. It's awesome. Uh, you have a lot of freaking energy. I do. <laughs> I can't I can't wait to uh, watch what what happens. Uh, this next season in your life, and we're going to have to have you back on to kind of see what yeah. what transpires over the next year as you get going. Merritt, did you yeah. have anything else yeah, to add? Yeah, just really any, anything we can do to help you, uh, just know that uh, Wade and Talent are a resource for you, um, and you we'll do anything we can to help you be successful yeah. mm. uh, because we believe in giving back. We really do. Yeah. Somebody Amen. was there to help us, and Amen. we want to be there to help you know, people just wow. like you. Well, so. thank you. Thank you all yep. for having me on and everything. <laughs> it's a great platform. Right. Hey, um, we're 2717. Right. If we're making a difference, you know, hit that subscribe button. We just want to reach more people and help more people. Um, we're so thankful for Haley being right. on today. Thank Don't you, forget right. to follow Haley Sparks Pulling. Yep. And then uh, you have a business one also. Uh, it's called yep. Rebuilt Coaching. That's Talon's it. got it pulled up. Give her a like, give her a follow. That's right. And if you're looking for a coach, do you coach people? Yes, nutrition coach. There you go. She's a nutrition coach. Okay. Hammer down. I need to hire right. you. Holler, holler at her <laughs> and subscribe 2717. Okay. Love you. See you next time.